It's said that Hermes, messenger of the gods, instructed primitive peoples in the arts and sciences of culture, giving birth to humanity as we now know it. From the Hermetic perspective, everything is connected by core principles that are seamlessly woven into the holographic and fractal nature of reality. My job is to expose those hermetic principles to modern people and to inspire an alchemical renaissance so we can collectively integrate them with terrestrial arts and sciences for a more beautiful and sustainable human experience. My name is Phoenix Aurelius. I'm the founder of Alchemiculture, which is a perennial philosophy that incorporates hermetic and alchemical principles into every aspect of human culture, the arts, the sciences, and our relationship with nature and natural resources. Join me as we actively weave Hermeticism back into our social fabric. Hi, this is Noriana, the other owner of the Phoenix Aurelius Research Academy and also the instigator and founder of the Alchemiculture podcast. I just wanted to hop on here and let you guys know that this will be the last episode of our first season of 2021. We're taking a little break and we'll resume with episode two starting early 2022. We're not exactly sure, sometime after the new year. And so if you like our work and you want to ensure that this podcast stays around for a little while, the best way is to just keep spreading the word with like-minded individuals or people that you think will enjoy this type of content um, as this is the best way for us to grow. So Hang on tight, folks. Enjoy this little break and uh, also enjoy this upcoming episode. Thanks so much for your support. Hey there, everybody. Phoenix Aurelius here. Thank you for joining us for this Alchemiculture podcast. Today, I am joined by Dr. True Ott. Uh, True Ott received his PhD in nutrition from the Knipe. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, Ott? sir. Yep. Knipe yes, Institute of Naturopathy in Dresden, Germany. Um, Let's see, uh, Dresden was known as the hospital city of Europe following World War I, but Dresden was wrongfully targeted by the Allied incendiary bombing raids in concluding weeks of World War II, solely because it was the epicenter of research on terrain theory of disease. Uh, Dr. Ott was mentored by the late Nobel laureate Linus Pauling and was taught how to prepare the best individual negatively charged and redox liquid mineral solutes. Uh, Dr. Ott's doctoral dissertation is entitled Harmonic Resonance and exposes the reality that everything happening at the cellular level is based on frequencies. I'd like to welcome you today. Uh, so in the introduction, I was just talking about your uh, doctoral thesis, and uh, it's called Harmonic Resonance. It's very interesting. It's about a 26-page document. Um, we'll link to it in the links below, but um, it, it's a very interesting document. Basically, you're showing lots of different pre-proven formulae for uh, measuring and converting the size of DNA and RNA sequences and so on and so forth uh, in order to get a wavelength and then trying to understand the frequencies of certain things there. And you, you went into great detail showing the frequencies of certain microbiota uh, which I felt was very fascinating. Where'd you come up with that idea in the first place? I'll have to send you the really, the first uh, paper on this was, was Dr. Linus Pauling, who was my mentor, Dr. Pauling, in 1947, 1948, I believe, uh, published his paper called Biological uh, Resonance. The basic theory that Dr. Pauling said, everything in nature, whether it's the mineral world, whether it's the biological world is, is based on vibratory energy. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a, it's a perfectly logical assumption, given the fact that we live in, in, in a situation where we have sunlight creates photosynthesis in mm-hmm. the plant world. And the bottom line is, you know, whether you're a vegetarian or, or a pure vegan or, or, or a carnivore, something has to die in order for life to be sustained. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a stalk of celery is a living thing until it's chopped up and eaten and consumed. And so we need to understand that that to to keep life going, something has to change and be altered. And so it really is a, a an energy signature frequency. Now, a stalk of celery or um, uh, 
a piece of grain or whatever nut that you want to eat or or a, a good beefsteak that has an absolute molecular structure a, a genetic blueprint doesn't it yeah i mean it makes a, a celery a celery versus you know a, a, an oat an oat yeah so that's really what dr pauling was coming from and and the whole knipe institute in in west germany in dresden was studying that particular truth of the terrain theory versus louis pasteur's bogus germ theory all right yes. so the epicenter of all this research was there in dresden germany and making great inroads in fact the the whole challenge to the to the human organism is to so strengthen the body's terrain through exercising it challenging it to make it really withstand a lot of, of toxic poisons, a lot of stressors in the body. And again, when I was uh, enrolled in that PhD course of study, it was Dr. Pauling and two other eminent uh, research doctors that, that allowed me to go into it. Basically, um, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to do it without their, their recommendations or referrals. And I, I went into it, I gotta tell you, I was an accountant for heaven's sakes. I was, uh, the, the last thing in my mind was doing this type of research, but as uh, fate would have it or divine influence or whatever you wanna call it, um, I had a near death experience in 1987 that radically changed my life. And I, I had to find answers because I, my body wasn't functioning correctly. I was not able to absorb the all important mineral potassium correctly. I suffered what's wow. called a hypokalemia yeah. or a, a very low blood, blood potassium and my heart uh, stopped beating. I did a, a pistol Pete Maravich type of thing. I was just lucky to survive it or divinely you know, protected. I'm not sure which. Yeah. But be it may, I could not absorb potassium. And it was that three years learning as to why I couldn't absorb potassium, whatever form, a capsule form, pill form, um, what have you, the only way that I could really function was to get uh, high, uh, potassium chloride pit drips through an IV. Yeah. And those are expensive and, and not something you want to do every day. Okay. Yeah. So that's what led me to learn about the minerals through Dr. Linus Pauling, my a friend uh, that I made in Washington, D.C. introduced me to Pauling. And then Pauling uh, basically fixed me with, with the potassium mineral. And then he shared with me the rest of the 20 other 20 minerals that do specific things in the body. So I'm always inquisitive and say, well, how in the world does this, did this work? What's potassium? What does the body need potassium and sodium in the so-called uh, potassium sodium pump? Yeah. You know, why is this important for the heart, the most important muscle in the body to, to operate correctly? Well, funny you should ask, you know? So he started to explain it to me and shared with me his paper on, on the biological resonance, uh, and I was in, enthralled by it. I said, wow, this is really groundbreaking information that the vast majority of human beings do not have a clue about. And he says, well, I'm an old man, I'm in my 90s, and I want, I've been trying to get uh, uh, some pupils to spread the word. So he took me under his wing and mentored me, and the rest is kind of where I am now. Um, I learned from his hand and from the, the professors at the university, some amazing things. And I also learned something also that there was, shall we call it a dark force that really doesn't want humans to be ultimately healthy because there's no money in it. There's no profit center in it yeah. for them. And these, so these, these basic uh, eternal principles of life have been hidden have been kept uh, in the occult the hidden hidden part of the world and for what I'm, I'm not saying i'm a conspiracy theorist i've been accused of that <laughs> i'm a coincidence theorist i think there's when you have a lot of coincidences i'm a i'm a statistician by trade i mean and part of my internal auditing training was going to look at statistical numbers and you know what there's algorithms to, to if, if somebody's embezzling something the numbers will usually catch it through statistics Okay, so when you have a lot of coincidences, they probably point to something happening. The old axiom you know, where there's smoke, there's probably some heat somewhere, some fire going on. 
Yeah. And so, anyway, uh, yeah, what we do is quietly when those are people who need to know it, need to hear it for whatever reason in karma or, or the wheel of life, um, or, you know, they'll find it. They seem to they seem to know where to go and, and it comes to them as they need to have it. And that's all, you know, I think that's how we kind of met. Yeah. Kind of uh, synchronicity, however you want to say it. But so anyway, I think, we, I think we're on the same page with, with all of that. As I explained to you in, my, in our first meeting, when I, I, I built upon Dr. Pauling's work, and in, 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 as you read in, in the dissertation, <clears throat> based on the atomic weight of any substance, that atomic weight can exercise a resonant frequency. And the proof of this is in the world of metal detection. There's a company called White's Metal Detectors that have been able to utilize electronics to basically uh, take the signal of a precious metal like gold or silver. And that by, by the atomic weight of that element, they can tell whether you have a gold bar versus a lead bar in the ground or lead you know, slug or a, a gold coin. They differentiate between that. And after you know, signing off the non-disclosure, non-competition agreements, they basically shared with me how they were able to come to that conclusion. That was a big part of unraveling the, the molecular structure uh, signature of all minerals, of all minerals. Because if, if you can do it with like five or six um, uh, metals, again, going to the laws of statistics, you can show and prove that any type of give the, the, the key thing is to find that there is the time is accurate. If that's accurate, then you can come to the, the harmonic resonance, the frequency of that. So the question then begs, why is that important? Okay, why does it even matter? Because all, all of our 70 trillion cells. Phoenix are, are interconnected in such an, an incredible way. Our cells communicate through uh, appendages, little antenna-like substances called alleles that tune in to the harmonic resonance of other cells. And you have to realize we have 70 trillion cells in our body. I mean, 70 trillion with a T, right? Yeah. And inside of each one of those cells, you have something called the genome, which is literally miles and miles of information material man it's just amazing how how magnificent the computer is that is our human body when i understood all of that in my training with nutrition i i was just stunned i'm saying holy mackerel we we really need to protect this this priceless creation our body because we only have one of those yeah you know my little my little book i i, I wrote years ago Wellness Secrets for Life, you know, I, I made the coin the term, your health is your greatest wealth. Because I, I was well on my way in, in, in 1987. I was 26 years old, 27 years old. I had pretty much a million dollars in the bank. I understood the principles of accumulating wealth. But when you can't function, yeah. When you can't do anything normal, what good is the money in the bank? Yeah. And you can't take that to the grave either. So, you know. You better enjoy yourself and, and have the health to do it. What good is accumulating wealth or money? And you're right. You know, we all uh, will all have one thing in common, unless you know something that I don't know. <laughs> that you know, we're all we're all gonna, nobody's going to leave this world alive. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we we just have to focus on on making every minute count, uh, and is enjoying good health so we can just just share with others. Share share the joys of life. That's really what I'm, I'm all about. Always have been. That's great. So in your paper, Harmonic Resonance, you were talking about some of the rife frequencies. In fact, you opened up the paper talking about the rife frequencies, um, mm -hmm. which had uh, basically a debilitating frequency that would eliminate or is theorized to have a debilitating frequency that would eliminate a particular type of uh, microbial presence inside of the body. And of course, there's, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of these different frequencies. Now that the field of radionics has evolved, we have dozens of other different types of uh, frequencies that are able to be used here. 
in your in your dissertation, you basically showed that if you take either the atomic weight or the molecular weight, in, in the case that you're not just dealing with a monatomic type of substance or an elemental substance, that you're dealing with more molecular forms, that there is an equation that's able to take place in order to approximate what its debilitating form is going to be, as well as very resonant forms to uh, like, for instance, octaves of the, right. the thing that you're finding. So everything is able to be converted. And these are physical equations that already existed. You just encountered them and put all of it together. Am I understanding that correct? You're, you're absolutely right, Phoenix. Yeah. So uh, I actually didn't meet Dr. Rife, but I did go down to San Diego and met with his uh, colleague, Dr. Crane. And he was so kind to share with me all of the things that they found. Of course, you know the story of Dr. Royal Rife. He, yeah. The San Diego newspapers, you know, basically made headlines, cure for cancer, you know, so all, all of this. And and I got to tell you, Dr. Dr. Rife did not ever want that. He never, he never yeah. was looking for that whatsoever. Okay. Make that very clear. He never, ever claimed he had a cure for cancer. He never did. What, what is important to understand, what Rife was, was really looking to do was to to create a really powerful microscope. So when he was looking at, at the microscope, to do that is like anything else with, with the uh, light energy, light frequency is what empowers an electron microscope, okay? Right. It's electrons, right? So he, he was putting all these different uh, light, bending light waves basically. And light itself has an energy signature. I mean, that's, that's basic physics 101. Yeah. Light, light, we have the speed of life equals mc squared. That is what it's all about, really. So light and the and refraction of that light is what he witnessed the phenomenon of how it affects different bacteria, different cell structures, and all of that. So it was a really important part of the puzzle for me to go into to, to verify that because it it went right along with my already developing thesis, you see, of how the minerals work in, in, in harmonic resonance. So, and it goes back to this, the, and Dr. Dr. Pauling was so, so helpful too, like uh, an opera singer is a classic example. A certain opera singer can hit a certain tone and hold it and amplify it and shatter a crystal glass. That's the best example known of, uh, of a debilitating frequency because that specific tone that's hit matches the debilitating frequency of the crystal glass structure. It proves my point again. Yeah. So for everything that forms, a crystal, crystal glass is a, is a, a particular a, a frequency of energy itself based on its atomic weight. And so when you hit it with a debilitating frequency or what I call DF yeah. in my paper, that's what causes it to shatter. And, and Dr. Crane, as he explained to me, uh, his colleague, Dr. Reif, found that same thing to happen on the, uh, in, the, in the microscope slide. And so, wow, that's a huge part of the puzzle for sure. Yeah. Well, now, I'm not sure if we've actually ever seen this electromagnetically in waveform as it's happening, but in order to get that crystal to shatter, isn't it theorized that it cancels the, the debilitating frequency essentially cancels the waveform or of that oscillation. That's what creates the, the breakage or the shattering of the glass. Exactly. And and the you know the, the US military and their advanced research projects agency, DARPA, has done many, many studies since you know the uh, during the Cold War years in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Showing, they call them directed energy weapons or DEWs. Mm -hmm. For instance, you can take um, a, a structure of a bridge, okay, and know what the bridge is, is composed of uh, by its architectural structures, okay? Mm -hmm. They can actually take that into a computer and map out the frequency that would demolish that bridge. You don't need, you don't need explosives. You don't yeah. need TNT and, and plastics. Just hit the DW wave, and it boom, and it exploded. So I, I'm telling you, that's that's what I was studying also because the science of the DWs 
also follows the same harmonic frequency structures. See, so it, 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 it again proves my, proves my thesis, I, I submit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's a very interesting approach because I think that this is where people need to be focusing their time and energy. I mean, especially in medicine, most other areas of science have evolved since Einsteinian physics and, and, and uh, relativity and so on and so forth. Medicine is still exceptionally Newtonian. And that was one of the points um, that uh, Dr. Richard Gerber made in his book, Vibrational Medicine. What I think is interesting is that your work ties into vibrational medicine, but in a very real way, showing that the physical things that we have by way of metals and minerals, even plants and other, you know, living tissue and everything, those all have physical, scientifically demonstrated ways and mathematical ways of being able to find out what the resonance of that tissue or those things are in Hertz frequency. That gives enormous uh pathways to healing something through resonance so whether that be through uh, sound frequencies which typically those are going to be octaves like you discussed in your in your uh paper um those are going to be octaves of the actual frequency that something operates at one one question i do have though is that you also talk about uh third fifth seventh ninth and eleventh harmonics Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. In there. So maybe if, if I could, because I also know that you're a musician and and uh, take a look at frequency in this type of way. This is really interesting to me. Talk about the relationships that you found when something wasn't necessarily at a debilitating frequency, but say at the third harmonic of the, the Hertz frequency that you found a mineral or a metal to operate at. Well, part of part of. Um looking at how the body operates and the cellular division, the mitosis and, and the pluripotent stem cells, how they, how they come from a uh, form of fetus and grow. It all goes back into a, basically a formula of life. That, and it goes what? The DNA knows what to do. Yeah. Our, our DNA knows how to make, make a human being versus a pig. Yes. But some are pigs. Okay, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, so it's 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 that uh, understanding that if you're into alchemistry, I mean that's really the the, the secret of the universe, the elixir of life. Understanding that part of it right there. So uh, Pythagorean uh, Pythagoras put out his Pythagorean skein, and the musicians of the Renaissance began to understand, looking for what's called the perfect fifth or the or the three over two ratio. Yeah. Okay. And so the Pythagorean skein says, well, you just take all of the numbers of a perfect fifth, which is multiples of three across the top of the graph and multiples of two going on the up and down uh, horizontal plane. And where those intersect in the numbers uh, in the skein shows you how life can form theoretically. Yeah. Okay? Man is a measure of all things type of, of, of mindset. What I found was really amazing is looking at that and graphing out again, like I said, I'm a, I'm a statistician. I'm an accountant. I look for numbers. And when you have, you know, um, I like the movie Rain Man, you know, you, yeah. some people have the ability to, to, to count cards and know the, the probabilities, what, what to come up with. So statistically speaking, if you have, let's say, an anomaly where, where 20 out of 21 numbers hit a, a, a structural skein, that tells me that's not coincidental. It's one in a, in a, in a Googleplex, in yeah. terms of it being accidental. So imagine my surprise when I find that all of the mineral frequencies, with the exception of just two, so 19 out of 21, all fit perfectly into that Pythagorean skein of numbers. You're using a Pythagorean numerological system to be able to take a Hertz frequency of, say, you know, 432 Hertz and reduce it down numerologically to a, between a zero and a nine, a number between zero and nine. So, for instance, 432 Hertz would reduce down to nine. Is that correct? You just keep adding the digits till they come up to, to zero to nine. Of course, there's no zero yeah. in the structure. Fair enough. Okay, so, so yeah. Um, and, and this goes along with the, the genius Nikola Tesla's work. I mean, he was so far ahead of his time 
where he had his intellect and where he got his information is anybody's guess. But uh, mm -hmm. I've long been a, a fascinated with Tesla's work. I've got many of his papers and books and, and a lot of things uh, that I just, well, I just shake my head sometimes. But he said this, in fact, I've written it out. It's in my office in big letters. Understand the power of three, six, and nine, and you can't control the universe. See, what was he talking about with that? Three, six, and nine. Well, lo and behold, as I showed you on my whiteboard, uh, the key minerals come out and, and equate either to three or nine. But as I do th go through all of my, uh, the, like uh, the mineral arsenic, for instance, or the mineral lead or white sugar, yeah. the harmonic resonance of, you take the, the chemical structure of white sugar, it's a good example, and do the same algorithmal uh, structure with it, what it happens, uh, it comes out as the number six. And six in the original Hebrew is the, is the number for death and destruction. Okay, we, we see this coming all through in the book of Revelation about 666, the, the infamous number of the beast. But six, three sixes, you know, is, is significant by itself, okay? Because you add those up and you add what? 18, one plus eight is nine. Nine, nine is God, the Father's symbolism, all the way through the Hebrew text, by the way. In fact, many Hebrew rabbis and, and devout Hebrews throughout history have always made donations and multiples of nine for that very reason. It's God ordained to them. Yeah. Okay? So here was uh, six is three times imitating the, the number three, uh, which is a symbol of the Godhead, again, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, coming out and, and making itself into the God. He's becoming God. That's a symbolism to me of 666. So, so I'm, I'm very cognizant of looking at toxic substances, doing my formulation, and I can say, okay, well, that tells me something as a chemist that I should look at. It may not be good for the human body. And when I say not good, it's carcinogenic. Carcinogenic is a word that simply means what? Robs oxygen. Yeah. And when you're depleted in oxygen, cancer forms, okay? Your pH of your cells become altered. Your macrophages quit working correctly, right? And so you begin to, begin to breed cancer. We're not, we're not designed to be cancerous. Yeah, we're exactly. Designed, exactly, you know, we're designed to, to, to live in full harmony with nature. And, and, and carcinogenic substances are so often, more often than not, tied into that number six. I can just go on for hours showing you the, again, the statistical significance of that. Now, if I remember right, one of the things that stood out that I still, you know, it's like, it, you know, maybe it's like language, you know, where there are exceptions to the rule sometimes, but sodium based on its mass or its, its atomic weight actually does reduce down to six, yet sodium is such a critical and important you know, like we were talking about the sodium potassium pump. How does that fit in? Like, what, what does that look like to you? And how do you reconcile that? That's a great question. Thanks for that. In fact, I found, I, when I found that myself, I thought, what about that? Well, sodium is highly toxic. You know that? Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. A highly, highly toxic. Sodium added with chloride becomes salt and it becomes a harmonic of nine. Interesting, and probably sodium bicarbonate and things like that as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So the compound sodium chloride is essential for human, but sodium by itself, the cells are able to, to break it down to utilize it correctly. It's just like the opposite, uh, it's like a judo move, right? You use the, the opposite strength of your enemy to, to basically form. So the good energy of potassium balances with sodium, and that's what causes the, the water pump in your cells to create your adenosine triphosphate, ATP, and all of that. So it's, again, it's just one of the mechanisms uh, that, that Louis Curran said in biological transmutations. We don't understand it. We know it. We see it happening. We just don't know it. Yeah. Which brings the, the alchemical mystery of all mysteries to me is how can you take hydrogen and oxygen, two gases, combine them and they make a liquid H2O water which is the staff of life 
Now, believe me, I've had this discussion with, with Dr. Pauling before his passing, and he says, well, we know it does. We can dissociate hydrogen <laughs> oxygen, make it breaks Brown's gas, and we can condense it back to a certain degree through steam, but that's, we don't know how it does it. <laughs> and, in, yeah. and by the way, in, in trying to figure that out, is how they came up with thermonuclear bombs, believe it or not. Yeah, to separate out the hydrogen. Yeah, the H-bomb, uh, hitting it and causing that thermonuclear chain reaction. A little small two-ounce bottle of deuterium-rich water uh, hit with, with uh, uranium or plutonium-238, boom, and you've got absolute thermonuclear destruction. <laughs> Go figure that, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Have, have you ever tried to reduce down either of those elements or all of those elements into using the harmonic resonance, you know, method that you showed in your paper into their Hertz frequencies? Because it seems like you would be able to replicate things. In fact, we should maybe talk about that really fast, because once you had identified these frequencies that each of the microbes in your paper harmonic resonance actually uh, corresponded to you were in a laboratory environment with some test tubes and water, deuterium depleted water, and broadcast those frequencies uh, to that water, and then watched as, and then submitted them for scientific uh, examination through you know what was it GCMS or or HCLP or something, mm -hmm. right? And they and they did form those substances, and then conversely by hitting the debilitating frequencies or DF on those. And reverted back to pure um, absolute zero TDS water. So, and I, I refer to and listen people that want to listen to this. There's a little known paper that was should have been published in every scientific journal, in my opinion. I'm not sure of the year in which it was made. It was uh, the doctor Doctor Ferris in Rensselaer Polytechnic. His whole team rejoiced because they were able to use harmonic frequencies with pure water and Montmorillonite clay structures. And guess what happened? They formed the messenger RNA, mRNA structures. That is the basis of building blocks of all deoxyribonucleic acid. So they basically uh, found the secret of all life right there. Uh, how it starts out with harmonic resonance, water and clay. Yeah, which was I was going to say, if we were to reduce this down Aristotelianly, uh, mm -hmm. that's not a word, but now you're just working with elements of water and earth. And from that, many myriad and multiple different forms are able to develop because I'm assuming the protein chains are either biosynthesizing from the clay and the minerals that are there, along with the water and then the frequency of light or you know, sound, uh, multiple different electromagnetic frequencies in the environment are bound to determine how that RNA forms, right? Exactly. And so when you understand that the, the forming of the RNA into whatever DNA structure, whether it's, whether it's flora, flora or fauna, you know, mm -hmm. plant or animal, it really does show how we didn't evolve. Again, to me, that's that's really and, and Dr. Dr. Ferris and his team are definitely secular. They're in no way religious, but you can't ignore what science is showing. Again, the, the statistical odds of this happening randomly by coincidental accident is inconceivable to me how it could be anything but uh, intelligent design. Okay. So I, I just I just lay that out there. We've got uh, uh, there's so much in this field of study that that's, that's that can be done as as far as looking at where we are today with messenger RNA, CRISPR technology, you know the Cas9 structures. Uh, again, I believe that certain individuals are targeting the human genome to edit it to make us more malleable, more controllable, more programmable, and I think that's the real danger of this COVID-19 nonsense. And that's what it is: is nonsense. There's not, a, there's not been one novel virus isolated anybody. Uh, we have a, an incredibly complex human virome with literally tens of thousands of viral combinations. We all have common colds, at least if you're human, you should have a common cold. <laughs> once yeah, every month in a while. Influenza, you know, we don't cure the common cold because the common cold is our own virome cleansing house. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I, I went to Phoenix, uh, um, the city Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the warm weather was, was too much for my, uh, to my immune system. I got a little bit of, you know, got the gumbo. But that's, I know that's what happens to me when I, in this time of the year, my body cleanses house. Yeah. And I, I rejoice in that, understand it. I don't have to go, oh, well, what was me? I've got to go get COVID test. But, you know, it's just, it's just so wrong for people not to understand how their body is so incredibly miraculously made and put together. Here at the Phoenix Aurelius Research Academy, we are always searching for the very best wellness supplements and therapies. Perennially speaking, there are some key fundamentals to maintaining a healthy body and mind, one of which includes consuming high-quality mineral nutrition through a healthy diet. There is an issue with that, though, because even with an all-organic diet in today's world, our diets are still lacking the important trace minerals due to soil depletion and unsustainable farming practices over the past few decades. So as a result, we have found that most people's diets need to be amended with mineral supplements. And our favorite company for that is called Mother Earth Minerals, and they happen to be also a local company based out of Ogden, Utah. This company is our favorite because they provide minerals in angstrom size, which is the optimal particle size for bioavailability in humans. Highlights about this company include the water that they use in the creation of their supplements is actually steam distilled to a medical grade purity to ensure no vibrational and or physiological impurities whatsoever. Also, the mineral elements that they use are verified by a third-party lab to be 99.9% pure, ensuring the utmost purity in their final product. Something else this company does that sets them apart is that they end up redoxing the product before it is bottled for the final sale. What that means in layman's terms is that the supplement gets added biophotons and electrons in order to increase the effectiveness and bioavailability of the whole product a hundredfold. When using Mother Earth Minerals Angstrom Mineral Products, you can rest easy knowing that you have a cellularly bioavailable and non-toxic form of each mineral as cells only hold on to the angstrom sized particles if they need them. And if they don't, then they're actually just stored by the extracellular matrix or else flushed out through the body. So your body will actually utilize and absorb the product, making your money spent on your supplements well worth it. We are an affiliate of Mother Earth Minerals, and we do love helping to spread the word about this amazing company and their products. And as always, we would never endorse something we are not ourselves 110% in support of. So if you would like to get started with remineralizing your body, simply use the link in the description below. And as always, thanks for supporting this podcast with your purchases. So yeah, it's um, the, the very essence of disease, whatever that is, is the body's, the terrain of the body basically uh, having to deal with toxic substances. I, you know, that's really the whole bottom line in this whole study to me. Well, and that's a lot of the information that's contained inside of your book as well. In fact, let's just talk about that really quick. Basically, in this, there was a quote, and I don't remember what page or chapter it was in, where it said essentially that every disease that is known about essentially relates down to a mineral deficiency. Is yeah, that that's correct? That's the first thing Dr. Linus Pauling told me <clears throat> when I started to tutor me, to mentor me. And I, I got to be honest, I thought, this guy's eccentric. Um, that's not, doesn't make sense. To me. Being so steeped in the allopathic traditions and sure. you, think you go get a doctor, you know, to tell you what's wrong, get a prescription. Right? right. No, he says, but you really can. And I, I had to, in the back of my mind, I was, my, my conscious mind was saying this guy's a little off in his head, but <laughs> in my other previous discussions with him, <clears throat> I realized how genius he was in so many different ways. I had to ask myself, hey, how many Nobel Prizes have you won, Bucko? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Little and, slice of uh, humble pie. 
Yeah, he's he's a two-time Nobel laureate and a brilliant researcher. So let me just put it out this way. If that statement is true, and I and I said this to my wife, I said, well, Dr. Pauling said, if that is can be proven, can be true, I tell you, the pharmaceutical cartels will be uh, served with a lot of billion-dollar losses. Think about it. Oh, yeah. No need to take insulin. No need to take, you know, drugs for, for type 2 diabetes. Because diabetes, as conquered to Dr. Dr. Pauling, is simply a lack of elemental chromium and vanadium working together uh, in the pancreas to produce the insulin, regulate the insulin. And what about heart disease? Um, Dr. Pauling says, oh, my goodness, with the right vitamin C, and he showed me all of his research documents, the high-dose vitamin C, he says, plus the right elemental calcium to do what's called a calcium cascade, nobody should ever die of a stroke or heart attack. End of story. Nobody should. So what's the biggest killers in our society? Heart attack, stroke. Yeah, and diabetes. Cancer. Yeah. And now we have a diabetic uh, uh, you know, epidemic, right? And who are the people dying from COVID? Often people that are probably either suffering from the same conditions because the, the death rate is actually really low in comparison to who gets it. So exactly. we're probably talking about largely pre-existing conditions of the same sort that you were just mentioning. The CDC's own website admits that 97% of, of COVID deaths had at least four comorbidity factors, heart blockage, heart problems, you know, autoimmune disorders, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So to say, it's, it's the safest thing to say is these, the the World Health Organization's numbers on their on their worldometer, you know, numbers. People didn't die from COVID; they died with yeah. COVID. And again, what is COVID? See, you take a PCR test, which stands for polymerase chain reaction, right? What is the PCR test really showing? What it's showing is the level of normal viruses in your body that's being produced because of toxicity. That's all it is. In fact, viruses when being body, when they're looking at them, exosome response, right? Exactly. The process for the body to manufacture a virus, which by definition a virus is your messenger RNA surrounded by a protein suit. For the body to make these messenger RNAs to go out and basically marshal the defenses of your immune system, okay, to, to cause phlegm and catarrh and that type of stuff, congestion, is viral viruses communicating to basically take out the trash. To do that, because of a toxic response of some sort, okay, the polymerase chain reaction creates the viruses. So all the, all the PCR tests doing, and, and Dr. Kerry Mullis was a friend of mine. I interviewed him many times, and after he won his Nobel Prize on this, because it was proving the terrain theory, don't you see? It was really taking a bite out of the, out of, out of the pathogenic germ theory nonsense. Because Dr. Mullis found out, he says, well, yeah, I gotta rethink this whole pathogenic uh, the germ theory. It just doesn't make sense. Because the body through the polymerase chain reaction test will, was measuring the level of cellular toxicity, not the presence of a novel new virus of any sort. That's the big lie put out here in this whole nonsense. Yeah. Oh, let's go get tested once a, once a week. You can make sure you can fly or enter the country. Oh, come on, give me a break. Yeah, seriously. Um, come on, it's 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 like oh, people. Um, you know, back last month, I got to say this parenthetically. Back, you know, here in Utah, you know, the shutdown really happened when um, in March of 2020 in America. Nobody was taking taking this stuff seriously, were they? At all, yeah. At all, until what happened, the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder. Rudy Gobert has a little, uh, and he's feeling a little lethargic. And so the team doctors of Oklahoma City come in, they, and they PCR swab and test all the Utah Jazz personnel. Donovan Mitchell tests positive because why? He had a viral infection two weeks earlier. He got over, but he's still showing high levels of polymerase chain reaction structure. Yeah. It was a positive because it was asymptomatic. He was over it, right? Gobert, chest positive, and suddenly the whole NBA shuts down. Why? Now, 
I, I'm sitting here. I, I actually uh, got a hold of the owner of Utah Jazz at the time. I said, Miss Miller, you've got to look at the science of this. You as an owner and we, the people of Utah, have a lot, lot to lose here. That's true. You yeah. the owners and, and stand up and make and ask, ask these tough questions, right? Oh my goodness. Uh, I got in a meeting with her and I was on the way to meet with her at the, the Salt Lake Science, you know, basketball complex. I was just uh, almost there when the phone rang and the her, her director of security retired um, Utah Highway Patrolman that I know personally comes as uh, Dr. True, uh, uh, the community's canceled. I says, I only want 10 minutes. No, it's canceled. Uh, they looked you up on the internet and you're a quack. <laughs> Where'd you, where you get your PhD from? I said, Kneipp Institute in Germany? Oh, this, that is, they, they want me to ask you, is that board certified by the Board of Regents? And I said, what difference does that make? The information is either true or it's not true. Yeah. You need to look at what I have to give to you and then decide on the merits of what I tell you, not about my credentials. Because I'm telling you, there's no way that the Board of Regents will ever approve a naturopathic nutritional degree because it will disenfranchise their whole, their whole structure. Yeah. Well, he said, oh, so you're really not a PhD then? I said, oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> come whatever you want. Call me late for supper. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What does matter is we get to the bottom of this nonsense and they have to ask the right question. Well, no, they, they don't have time to mess with you. And by the way, the NBA through the insurance policies have, are covering all losses. So that's good for the owners. Yeah. There as hell isn't good for us people, is it? When they start shutting us down. Well, yeah, no, that's awful. What I think would be very interesting is if there was a way. Now, in theory, I guess there is kind of a way. We'd have to see how this works. With viral conditions, like you were able to do this with rubella and I think multiple other viruses uh, that had uh, length and RNA sequences so that you could calculate it up, you were able to come out with a Hertz frequency for it. Have you ever found minerals that have a frequency that is bound to cancel out the waveform of that virus or? You bet if the virus is existing. Yeah. Okay, all, right. all we have now is, is artificial intelligence created models. Yes. Nobody has isolated this virus in anybody's blood and that's the whole issue. Uh, Dr. Dr. Koch's postulates have not been fulfilled here in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And that's the issue. And the basic example to, to show that I'm not crazy. Okay, this sounds, this sounds a little bit crazy, doesn't it? No, there's no blood test for this virus yeah. because it's not in anybody's blood. Okay, we know that West Nile virus is, is documented. The NIH has all of the, the gene structures in their computer banks. So HIV, human immunosuppressant virus, you know, uh, hepatitis C virus, ACV, these are all isolated. They know them by their genes played structures. And yes, those genes, the molecular weight can be targeted with a, a debilitating frequency. Absolutely. So here's the, here's the problem, see? There is no blood test for SARS-CoV-2. Think about that for a minute. Let that just sink in, okay? I talked to many, a couple of phlebotomists, and I, and I one, one gal at, at one hospital, I talked to her and she says, how many blood tests have you run on doctor's orders looking for WNV, West Nile virus? She says, in the last 15 years, about 25. I says, okay, how many blood tests have you ordered for SARS-CoV-2? Uh, none. <laughs> none. I says, what do you suppose that is? You know, once those gene clades have been isolated by the WHO and the CDC, the NIH will get them into, your, into the database. It took West Nile virus all of three weeks to get catalyzed with the gene clades and isolated and put in the structure. Wow. I'm going to tell you, until it's in the blood exam, I'm not going to believe it's existing. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to take a swab or spit because, I mean, I'm... I mean, if, if I've got a seasonal cold, I'm going to test positive. 
for a, yeah, for a COVID yeah. test. It just will, because it does not differentiate between uh, the, the seasonal flu or a variety of other upper respiratory viruses right. that are normal right. and, and part of your genome that you go through every year. I know my body. I know when I have a seasonal influenza problem. Okay, so I want to just leave this with you, with your listeners. So what's causing people to be sick and these new symptoms being formed? Well, it goes back to, again, frequency. We have what's, what's the primary thing to look for when the CDC first came out in 2020? You have loss of taste and smell. Do you have difficulty breathing, catching your breath? If you got those two substances and your blood oxygen level is, is dropped below 80 percentile, you better get some treatment, right? That's what that's the fear mongering they put into effect. Yeah. There's no virus in this world that causes neurological symptoms. Loss of taste and smell. What does that is what's called neurotoxins. Neurotoxins do that, okay? Now, I've got five, there's 5,000 studies that I, that I was put out by the Naval Research Medical Institute back in the, starting in the, in the mid seventies. Again, looking at directed energy weapons or microwave energy frequencies, what they call carrier waves or CW microwaves, okay? And in these papers is studying because they tested um, animals, rats, as well as humans. And they started with 0.95 gigahertz in the carrier wave microwave and amped it up to 7.95 to 8.95 in a carrier wave of microwave. And they found two things, bacteria and parasites, the microscopic parasites that are all through our bodies, we all have them. You know, if you, let's live in a, in a test tube, in a, in a bubble, you have bacteria and you have parasites in your body. It's part of life, okay? The carrier waves causes the bacteria and the parasites to pump out neurotoxins. Dr. Thomas Levy in his great book, The, the Hidden Epidemic, touches on this. He found that your periodontal bacteria often get to a certain point where they start to cause heart problems mm -hmm. and toxins coming into your heart. Well, wait a minute, Dr. Levy, if that does that and your book is well documented, what happens when you're here with a microwave carrier and that same bacteria starts pumping out neurotoxins? And in the studies by the Naval Research Medical Institute, they found out, guess what they list? Loss of taste and smell with people hit with it. And it affects the alveoli, the, the, mm -hmm. that alveoli is the, the neurological connectors in your lungs that exchange oxygen. Lose your taste and smell, your alveoli is affected and you have shortness of breath and hypoxia, low, low blood oxygen. What I'm saying is this, look at the obvious cause. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about statistics here. Wuhan city in China was the first to roll out massive 5G. 5G's carry away microwave radiation followed by the Princess Cruise Line, put it on, on their cruise ships. Every single hotspot for so-called COVID-19 has been one thing in common, the rollout of this microwave technology. Now, does it kill people? No, not the studies have shown that if it's, if it's, not, if it's a constant barrage and accelerated it and, and directed on you, it can kill you. But for the most part, it just causes, causes the, the body to have to adapt. The bacteria, the parasites will eventually adapt to it. So I asked the question, we know that ivermectin is effective against the symptoms of COVID. It relieves the COVID symptoms. Why? Ivermectin is anti-parasite. Yeah, it's an anti-mentic. Eliminates the parasites that neurological neurotoxins they put out are limited too, so the symptoms get better, okay? It's not antiviral, it doesn't affect you in any way, but it yeah. just cleanses the terrain because of, you know, cleaning of the parasite structures. It's pretty simple, yeah. In so, all of our studies over here, we're also showing that 
parasites really only tend to thrive. I mean, you'll, you'll find parasites in just about any healthy biome, but they only tend to thrive in a negative connotation in folks that have large concentrations of heavy metals in various uh, organ tissue, you know, central, exactly. central nervous system tissue, liver tissue, gallbladder tissue, et cetera. So it's interesting because this is showing an entirely new microbiological model. And of course, this is the concept of the train. The train is everything, right? Is that if you have heavy metals, you'll likely have parasites. Then fungi will come in behind the parasites and break apart that waste because that waste is in and of itself neurotoxic, right? Yep, absolutely. And then the bacteria come in behind the fungi break up that waste because some of that fungal waste can also be neurotoxic. And so when we see that there is an overgrowth, even of say strep bacteria in the throat for strep throat or something like that, it's actually an indicator that there's a deeper seated imbalance that is causing an overgrowth of that bacteria and its presence in the first place. Exactly. It's, it's about balancing the terrain, keeping the terrain of the cell healthy, which is what the Kneipp Institute in Dresden, Germany is all about, understanding that and how to strengthen the, the terrain of the body. And Dr. Pauling was an integral part of that, uh, really was in his research work. So we have an uphill, uphill uh, you know, road to the wall here. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I, people that will listen will understand and know and hopefully do the right things to protect them. I know we can't, you know, we can't control MSNBC and CNN and the rest of these, because they're gonna keep spouting out the official rhetoric. Right. But, you know, there is, there is no Delta variant, there is no Omicron variant, because there is no SARS-CoV-2 to begin with. And anybody's, it's not going to be, bi how can there be variations or variants of a non-existing thing that's not even in the blood to be tested? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Now, you are also the founder and the owner of a company called Mother Earth Minerals that's based here in Utah. We've worked with you for years and years, buying your products, working with them, testing uh, various aspects of them in the laboratory over here. Um, your products are also available to just general consumers who are interested in getting very high quality angstrom size mineral supplements that are not capable of creating heavy metal toxicity or toxicity in general in order to help to rehabilitate not only the frequency of the individual's energetic body, but also providing those material functions that are necessarily uh, necessary for physical cell replication and cell health and detoxification and stuff, right? Yep, exactly. Thank you for that, that plug. We don't, I don't do much advertising. It's all word of mouth. As you know, people like yourself uh, that see the effects and we do it very quietly. You know, when you reverse uh, stage four cancer, and it's not, again, it's not me that did it. It's, it's the, the author of those minerals. I didn't make those minerals. I just harnessed them. I, I, and, and it wasn't even me that did that. Dr. Pauling taught me how to do it. I can't take credit for anything. But when, when you reverse uh, heart disease and you divert, you know, actually reverse type 2 diabetes, and, you know, it's so funny. People call me and say, well, how long do I need to take these minerals? I just laugh. I says, how long do you need to breathe air? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how long yeah. do you need to, uh, to drink water? I mean, come on, give yeah. me a break. You need to be hydrated. You need to breathe. So these minerals are, are so critical, especially what Pauling said was a, the, the magnificent seven, the most important seven minerals. Top on the list is calcium and magnesium. They, you've got to have the right calcium and the right magnesium for the body to function correctly. Yeah. Just, well, just if you think about it, I mean, calcium governs so many structures inside of the body on a, on a cellular level that just for the cell structure alone, it's absolutely mandatory. And when you think that every tissue, every organ is, you know, millions and yeah. millions of cells, it suddenly takes center stage. Yeah, the calcium ion channels are so incredibly important. And you know, the research in, in the uh, um, uh, CBD oils and what, the cannab cannabidiol structures are, are tied into the, to the calcium ion channels. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not I'm not downplaying CBD whatsoever. It's great and wonderful, but the most important thing is the is the calcium, calcium channel. channel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that that it basically ties in really fast to this last point that I want to make is that plants actually make these minerals available in the same form that you are isolating them in, which is an angstrom size. And angstrom is so tiny 
that angstrom metals can actually pass through the cell and back out if they're not needed or get used by the cell if they are needed, right? Exactly. Through the process of, of root osmosis, you know, the, the, the rich fertile soil breaks the, you know, the minerals coming in through the roots and comes in. And that's part of my, what my book shows is that oh, our, our soils have become so mineral depleted that yeah, you can have some really nice looking leafy vegetables based on phosphate nutrients and fertilizers, but the mineral count just is not there anymore. So we still have all these myriad of diseases forming. And I explained the history of this. The US Department, USDA, Department of Agriculture has known this since the, uh, um, uh, the Eisenhower administration actually had, had put a handle on this, but how are you gonna solve the problem? You have to really remineralize the soils and that takes yeah. a huge, huge you know, amount. So, um, Pauling and I had this discussion many times, you know, isn't there a way, better ways to make an organic garden and bring it, you know, the food and uh, the minerals in the right way? He says, well, some people can, but for the most majority of people, no, you can't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we have to supplement minerals that way. Well, for those who are listening, I want to let them know, and probably you, this might be the first time you're hearing this as well, doctor, is that um, we over here at the research facility actually add mother earth minerals into all of our compost teas and homeopathic dilution, especially, you know, things like boron are absolutely critical for nutrient dense beets and they need them in foliar spray. They need them in the soil. And the only non-toxic boron that you can use actually for human health is angstrom-sized boron. So we use things like that. We use gold in the soil. We've noticed that gold specifically enhances the microbial growth inside of the soil, particularly of the fungi. So we've seen lots of very, very interesting reactions over here to angstrom minerals in particular to other things. And ionic minerals are important too, but in my opinion, angstrom minerals are the best supplements to take ionic forms of those minerals take energy in order to digest and those should be ideally coming from food. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because your, your enzymes, uh, your, your um, hydrochloric acid in the stomach is designed to break down the food and break it down into the mineral stream. And I've, in, my, in my work uh, for the last two and a half decades, more people than ever are, uh, have such a low um, stomach acidity. They're, they're, they're becoming... Yeah. They're five to six on the pH scale in the stomach acid. The hydrochloric yeah. acid should be about 2.8. Yes. And so they eat things and they get upset. They have uh, they have to go take some uh, antacids. It should be called antacids because you need more acidity in the. Yeah. It should be um, anti alkalines. Alkalines. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what happens. Yeah, it breaks but, down yeah. the acidity. And so people aren't digesting, they're getting the nutrients anyway. So they have sluggish sluggish uh, bowels and all kinds of problems start happening. So yeah, it's, it's critically important to, to bypass, especially if, you, if you've got some kind of compromised system to bypass it by going under the tongue sublingually, it goes right in the bloodstream like an injection would do. And the blood knows what to do with it. It just takes and runs with it from there. Yeah. So yeah, well, but the, I'm fascinated with what you're finding out with the soils because you're absolutely right. They, the, the biological transmutations that happen are so stunning and we can't explain them. We just know we can document them. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the part of the secrets of the universe. Maybe somebody like you may, can, uh, may un unlock it sometime. But that's all about that moisture and microbiology, you know, like the more that we study into that, the better we understand these microbiological transmutations that Kerverin kind of turned us on to and how we can elicit those more consciously. Uh, you know, we work on all sorts of things over here, degrading plastic, oil, all sorts of things with microbes. And so uh, we're finding that we can proliferate them faster and make them more resilient with certain mineral combinations, which we've got some things happening. We'll have to get together more because, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued with uh, alkaline hydrolysis now, uh, the way yeah. to take uh, any, I mean, the rendering plants, we take care of our animals, uh, you know, uh, road kills and that type of thing is so disgusting. Yeah. Uh, how they bring it in and, and there's a better way to do it through alkalinity. The, the flesh can be, can be brought back into its basic amino acid structures and genes. Yeah, it's true. And uh, can make an incredibly powerful fertilizer. And yeah. it's got mineral base. I mean, that might be the answer here to, 
helping their our crops become more mineralized. So we got to compare some notes. I'm doing some. I'm I'm getting ready to invest some major money into into this hydrolysis structure. So that's great. I got well, people coming in, so I better sign off. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, just really fast for all of our listeners, where can they find your work, and how can they get to Mother Earth Minerals? Well, thank you. Yeah, my website is triple W M E as in Mother Earth Minerals Pure plural.com meminerals.com that's Perfect. that's me that's my company we we don't do a lot of advertising we're very quiet we're mom and pop thing and just under the radar as much as possible so and we are an affiliate of mother earth minerals the link will be down below dr Ott, again i want to thank you so much for all of your time today for all of you guys listening out there thank you for your time if you enjoyed this be sure to like subscribe hit the bell notification if you're watching on youtube uh, share this information with other folks. And as always, please consider supporting us over here at the Phoenix Aurelius Research Academy. You can always uh, buy some of the product from some of our affiliates or any of the multitudinous herbal products, liposomal products, or even the Spagyric of the Month Club that we have on our website. Thanks again, folks. Until next time, which this will be the last episode of 2021. So we'll see you guys in 2022. Again, thanks so much. Have a great day. And thank you again, Dr. Ott. Thanks. Thank God bless you. Phoenix. You too. Blessings. Bye-bye.